Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, joined by my friend and colleague, Rayanne Thorne. Good morning, Rayanne. I'm really looking forward to another exciting conversation around leveraging data to create better outcomes for patients. Hi, Joe. I'm very interested about this particular conversation. Look forward to learning more. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Sean Benson, Vice President of Innovation for Clinical Solutions for Walters Kluwer Health. Sean, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. Thanks so much for making time. Before we begin our discussion, could you take a few seconds and inform the audience about you and your background? Yeah, certainly. I'm one of the co-founders of a company called Provation Medical. Provation is a procedure documentation and coding company that we started back in 1994. We were acquired by Walters Kluwer in 2006, and since then I've worked in a number of capacities across the business. The last four years I've been the VP of Innovation, which means that I focus on new projects, new activities, innovations, ways we can bring new products and solutions to market. Perfect. Could you also take a few seconds and give us a 10,000-foot overview of Walters Kluwer Health? Yeah, Walters Kluwer Health is comprised of a number of different products. The feet really across all the product lines is deep medical, medical knowledge delivered at the point of care in the workflow. Well, let's talk about some of those problems in the workflow. What are the problems you're seeing? Well, we see a lot of issues in the marketplace. You know, there's been a big focus over the past few years of provider organizations acquiring EHR systems and really focusing on implementing those systems, getting them optimized. And so what we have now is a lot of data that's residing in a lot of these systems, but much of that data is really siloed. It's not really actionable. It isn't really giving clinical wisdom to the physicians at the point of care. We view that as both the challenge and an opportunity. Sean, thanks for again for joining us today. Uh, let's let's talk about Innovation Labs focus and normalizing patient data. There are several disparate systems out there that are used to create actionable evidence-based advice at the point of care. Can you touch on that a bit? Yeah, sure. Really, the focus for our innovation lab is to work on those new areas, those gaps in the offering that we don't currently have. So we're really spending a lot of time on this overall architecture that really consists of the following. We're doing real-time surveillance, so pulling data out of the different clinical systems, the EHR, pharmacy systems, lab systems, making sure that that data is all structured data, so it's machine-readable. We're pulling that information in real time up into the cloud, and then we're analyzing that patient-specific information against hundreds and hundreds of different clinical decision support rules that are built by our internal teams. When one of those rules triggers an alert, we're then sending very specific, evidence-based, actionable advice to the point of care to a nurse, a physician, a pharmacist, to give them very specific guidance on how to care for their patients. We're starting with a condition called sepsis. Sepsis is a, a major challenge for the healthcare system in the U.S. It costs $20 billion a year to care for septic patients in the U.S. It's easily the single most expensive condition out there and it kills about 260,000 people a year in the U.S. So a major problem, major financial problem, and a huge human toll. What we found is that there are really well-known protocols for taking care of the septic patient, but there also is a real need for 
education of the staff and what to look for in the early warning signs of sepsis and really making sure that you can take those well-known protocols and automate them and bring them right to the point of care. So we've really focused on bringing those different components together, change management to educate the staff on what to look for in the early signs of sepsis, and then taking those protocols and automating them, delivering them to the point of care to give that very specific advice to the clinicians to make sure they're, they're taking care of the patients as quickly as they can. Sean, help me understand, point-of-care advisor is the product that you provide to your customers that take this knowledge on sepsis and then in the future other conditions and provide that back to providers? And that, I guess that's the first part of the question. And the second part is, do they do that within point-of-care advisor or do you provide that information back into their EHR or other workflow systems? POC Advisor is one of the first products that's graduating, if you will, from our innovation lab. So we started working on POC Advisor about three years ago in the iLab, doing it in a very kind of limited capacity, not putting a lot of resources into it because it was still early stages. Over the last three years, we've brought POC Advisor to a couple of beta sites. We've had some very good success at our betas. Um, For example, at one of the beta sites, we've been able to reduce sepsis mortality by 53% with a very uh, strong p-value, meaning that that we're very confident that that our results are not just a matter of happenstance. So we're feeling very good about that. We're also feeling very good about the sensitivity and specificity of the alerts we're sending to the point of care. We've done a lot of analysis around the alerts we send out for septic patients and we found that both the sensitivity and specificity are about 97 plus percent, which is really almost unheard of. What that really means is that when we send out an alert, it's a true positive, so we're not sending out false positive alerts, and we're all also not missing any cases with our system. So POC Advisor is, is that product that's graduated from the iLab. It's being used at a couple of beta sites. The information is being delivered to the clinicians, typically on a mobile device, and they're using the POC Advisor product. Oftentimes, though, what we're doing is we're giving guidance to the clinician to document something, order something, and that's always sending that clinician back into their EHR workflow. So the typical workflow is the clinician will receive an alert from POC Advisor on their device, whatever it may be. It could be an iPod Touch. It could be an iPhone. It could be a nursing badge. That will then give them advice to care for the patient in a certain way and then document what they did back in the EHR. Sean, you you touched earlier on the incredibly high mortality rate and the rising costs associated with sepsis. And I know that you're doing a great deal to reduce those numbers. Can you tell us or touch a little bit on the current pilot study that's being done at Alabama's Huntsville Hospital? Yeah, we've really spent a lot of time working with Huntsville Hospital as a beta site, and we've put a lot of effort into the change management, again, training the staff on what to look for in the early warning signs of sepsis, getting them to understand what sepsis really is. Um, One thing that's really important to note when taking care of a septic patient is that time is of the essence. For every hour that a patient who has severe sepsis, they go untreated, their chances of survival go down by about 8%. So every single minute counts. And so what we're trying to do at Huntsville and other facilities is do everything we can to make sure the staff 
and our product, POC Advisor, are doing everything they can to detect sepsis as early in the process as possible. So training on early detection of sepsis was really critical. Working with Huntsville Hospital in getting agreement on a standard order set for taking care of septic patients was also very important. And then also taking care of certain other processes in the hospital. So for example, making sure the hospital agreed to have nurses be able to order a certain test called the lactate test, as opposed to waiting for the physician to give the affirmative on ordering that test. That saves time right there. So we worked through the processes with that um, with that particular item. We've also worked a lot with the physicians. Huntsville happens to employ just a handful of hospitalists, and many of their physicians are private physicians. And so we had to work with a lot of those private physicians to educate them on the program and to make sure they understood what was going on so that when a nurse, for example, would get an alert from our system and contact the physician, that physician understood what the origin of that particular alert was. So we went live at at Huntsville in March of 2014 with POC Advisor. And from the very beginning, we spent a lot of time analyzing every single alert that was sent out by POC Advisor. So our team of physicians internally would look at every single alert and then analyze every alert to make sure, was this alert a true positive? Was it a false positive? We'd do chart reviews to make sure we were confident that the alert was correct. And then we'd also do chart reviews to see if we missed any patients. Were there patients that had sepsis who uh, weren't alerted uh, via the POC advisor system? So we've invested a lot of time in making sure that our numbers are very good and that our data is solid. Every day we send out every alert that was fired, when it was acknowledged by a clinician, whether it was disagreed with by a clinician. So if a nurse, for example, didn't agree with an alert, we give them the opportunity to type in a quick set of verbiage around why they disagree with the alert. We capture all that. We capture delays in responding to alerts so we can see if particular nurses or pharmacists are not responding very quickly to a particular alert. And then we work with the hospital to make sure that we're continuously improving. So if we see issues where a particular nurse is overriding an alert because they don't agree with it, and we look at the alert and say, you know what, this really was a good alert. The nurse should have really agreed with the alert. We then go back to that nurse, educate that person on the rationale for why we sent the alert out so that the next time they receive an alert like that, they're more likely to acknowledge it and then follow the advice that we're giving. So the the net result to date of all that work, as I mentioned, is that we've seen sepsis mortality drop by 53% in the units that are using POC Advisor. We've also seen a drop in 30-day readmission rates. And both of those sets of data are statistically significant, which means that we have a large enough sample size to feel very confident in the results to date. The other thing we've seen that's interesting is a drop in the length of stay. So, for example, we're seeing about a a 20% drop in the length of stay for patients um, on those units that are using POC Advisor. And we know from other very large studies that when the, the appropriate sepsis protocol is put in place, the drop in length of stay is typically about one day. So if we can meet that particular goal, we're going to see a cost savings, an enormous cost savings at Huntsville Hospital by dropping length of stay. The other thing that we're also seeing that's interesting is that about a third of the cases that are septic are being missed by the physicians typically, and historically, 
because the physicians didn't diagnose that patient as being septic. They didn't document the patient as having sepsis, which means it wasn't coded as being septic and it wasn't billed for a septic case. And because of that, we feel that the hospital may be leaving some revenue on the table, so to speak. So we're working with their clinical documentation specialist to ensure that each time a patient has sepsis, they're also receiving an alert. And then that clinical documentation specialist is querying the physician to say, hey, make sure you put a progress note in the chart denoting that this particular patient had sepsis. So we think there's a revenue recovery opportunity, there's a cost savings opportunity, and clearly there's a a huge quality upside in taking better care of these patients. Wow, Sean. Really, the approach you took to the predictive analytics or big data solution, the results you were getting, and I was thinking as you were telling us about the results, you kind of had me with mortality. I mean, 53%, that means people are living today that wouldn't have been living had had you not done this. So outstanding work with a great facility in uh, my state of Alabama. So with that, Intrepid Healthcare will return with our guest, Sean Benson, after this quick break. We'll be right back. CTG Health Solutions is proud to have been your trusted advisor for healthcare IT consulting services for over 25 years. In that time, CTG Health Solutions has provided healthcare strategic, technical, and operational consulting support to more than 600 healthcare provider and payer organizations. CTG Health Solutions satisfied clients are supported by some of the most talented healthcare consultants who have chosen CTG Health Solutions as their work home in large part due to the company's outstanding culture. As they say, the proof is in the pudding. CTG Health Solutions was named a Modern Healthcare Best Places to Work company again last year. Find out more about CTG Health Solutions and their world-class culture by liking them on Facebook or stopping by their website at www.ctghs.com. And we're back with Sean Benson, Vice President of Innovation for Walters Kluwer Health. Sean, you have shared so much information with us already. Can you touch a little bit on the challenges that you faced when conducting the study at Huntsville Hospital? Yeah, sure. I think, you know, the biggest challenge we really faced is the change management. It was something that was new for the staff. They had to be educated on what to look for for the early signs of sepsis. They had to do something different. And I think anytime you introduce something that is new or different, to a staff, you're going to get a little bit of resistance. And so we invested a lot of time and effort in working one-on-one with the bedside nurses, the charge nurses, the physicians, the pharmacy staff, the clinical documentation specialists, one-on-one to educate them on what sepsis was, what the issue was at Huntsville Hospital, what POC advisor was comprised of, what the solution was going to do for the hospital to really get them on board. And we found that once we were able to educate them on that bigger picture, it was much easier to get the staff support and to ensure that they were doing the right thing. But that's something that was clearly the biggest challenge for us, something we put a lot of time into, and something that's turned out very well. Sean, we're all getting ready for the Healthcare IT's biggest event next month, HIMSS 15. Can you give us a little insight on what you guys have planned for the show and anything special you might be providing in Chicago? 
Yeah, absolutely. We're really looking forward to the show. And you know, probably the big event for us around POC Advisor is we're giving a presentation entitled A Multidisciplinary Approach to Combating Sepsis. That's a presentation on April 14th from 4 to 5. And uh, it's being co-presented by Dr. Steve Claypool, who's the medical director of our innovation lab, and Joycelyn Craighead, who's the director of quality at Huntsville Hospital. So it's a co-presentation to talk about POC Advisor and the work we've done at Huntsville Hospital and the results to date. And as I've alluded to before, the results have really been fantastic, and it's great to see a representative from Huntsville Hospital willing to stand up and, and talk about those results in a broad group like it is. Sean, when you were talking about point-of-care advisor, you have implemented a new warning part of this application, Modified Early Warning Score, or Amuse. When you consider future applications and the work that's underway, what is next for Muse when you consider Point of Care Advisor? Yeah, we're really looking at a lot of different conditions, and we're still in the research phase on a lot of these different conditions. But at this point, we're feeling that the next logical step for us is to pursue infections in general. And the reason we're looking to infections in general is because sepsis always starts with an infection. That's the precursor to sepsis. And so we feel that if we can go upstream in the process, if you will, and start to identify the infections earlier on, we'll be able to prevent sepsis as well. Beyond that, a lot of hospitals have incentives to address various forms of infection through different government regulations and programs. So things like clabsies, cauties, surgical site infections, pneumonia. There are all kinds of incentives for hospitals to really do a better job of taking care of patients that suffer from those infections. And so we're thinking that's going to be the next logical step for us with POC Advisor. Well, Sean, it looks like we're about out of time. Before I let you go, where can people go to contact you and learn more about Walters Kluwer Health and POC Advisor? Yeah, sure. They can just uh, go to the web and hit pocadvisor.com and they'll get all the information on our project and our results to date at Huntsville. Sean, it was a great pleasure having you on our show. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. Thank you. All right. That wraps our broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Sean Benson, I'm Joe Lavelle with my co-host, Rayanne Thorne, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare. What you, what you want? What you, what you want? 